Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. We're here for some predictions for both Evolution and Ultima Lucha Quattro, where the Super Smart Brothers title is going to be on the line. Joe, are you excited? Wait, who are you? What are we doing here? What? What are we doing? Huh? Huh? What? Took a week off and I just forgot everything. I know, it's been so long. What is wrestling? (laughs) What is wrestling? What the hell is happening in the world of wrestling? Things are all topsy-turvy, Joe. Roman Reigns... We took, we've chosen a good week to take off to like build up a lot to talk about this week. <laughs> Is it possible? You know what? I know what happened, Joe. We didn't do the show last week, and that is what tipped Roman Reigns over the mm-hmm. edge and brought back his leukemia. He's such a huge fan of our show that he just couldn't stand one week without it. And now he's got leukemia and has to leave and vacate the title. Um,. I don't know about you, but I don't want to take credit for giving someone leukemia, so... <laughs> I, no, no, I'm not. I'm just saying that we're really big. We're just... We're such a good show. Oh, okay. okay. It's his fault. He's he's so in love with us <laughs> that he couldn't stand us not being... Like, that's... He just overly attached, that's all. Gotcha. Uh, but... Gotcha. Interesting fact about uh, a couple of different things, Joe. One, about the Universal title. Did you know that mm-hmm. with him vacating this title, this continues... The really weird trend of the fact that nobody has ever gotten a rematch for that title. Really? Because let's see. Balor wins it. Has to vacate it. Yep. Seth wins it? No. Kevin Owens wins it. Oh. Kevin Owens wins it. Loses it to Goldberg. Never gets a rematch at Goldberg. Right. Goldberg loses it to Brock. Goldberg never gets his rematch. Brock drops it to... um, Roman Reigns, Roman. and they have not had the rematch yet. The rematch <laughs> is going to be at Gar- Crown Jewel. Um, so actually, if Brock Lesnar finally gets the match, this will be the first time that anybody has ever had a rematch for the Universal title after losing it. Well, it won't be a rematch for it, though, because he's going to be facing off against... Against uh, Braun Strowman. So yeah, it's not even a proper rematch. Yeah. Like, he'll be the first one to win it a second time, possibly. Yes, yes. You'll be the first two-time champion. Yeah, but he will not have beaten the previous champion. Right, yeah, like, nobody has gotten their properly contractually obligated rematch. Wow. WWE's falling behind on their contracts, man. You know what? Like, it's been going on so long that I almost want them to just adopt it and be like, you know what, fuck it, we're just going to treat this one title like a New Japan title, and you just, you don't get an automatic rematch. Yeah. You have to earn back the rematch. Right. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but interesting fact about another title. Um, I was looking through, as I had promised I would, 
some of the statistics about the Super Smart Brothers title. And I've realized something that we are basically, when it comes to this title, we are Charlotte and Sasha Banks from a couple (laughs) of years ago. No way. Wait, who's who? You're Sasha Banks. (laughs) So you've beaten me a bunch of different times, but you can never retain the title. Every time that you go to defend it, I win it back. But, (laughs) but here's the other interesting parallel fact. Yeah. Every time that you beat me, it's a fucking blowout. Like, every <laughs> single prediction that we differ on, you get all of them right and I get them all wrong. And then most of the time when I win, it's, like, really close. Either I get it by one or it's a tie, so I retain by technicality. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so good. I'm so glad you waited until we were recording <laughs> So yeah, we have like a really interesting actual like storied rivalry for this title. <laughs> well, you know, we've we've always been rivals since college, you know that. Of maybe, course. So. Ever ever since you introduced me into the world of wrestling, mm-hmm. you were building your own rival and you never even knew. So oh, maybe man. maybe did you know what you were doing all along? Maybe I did, maybe I'm that evil. <laughs> maybe I'm that much of a hashtag heel. <laughs> hashtag heel, bitch. Oh my gosh. But, I, was so, I was going through my clothes and uh, for my move, and I came across my hoodie that had hashtag heel, and I was like, going mm. to the new place. <laughs> oh, man. So, speaking of some hashtag heel stuff, though, to drop the heel act for just a, a moment, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the Roman Reigns situation. Yes. Because that is some real heartbreaking shit, and I, I really love the way that the crowd actually reacted to this. Because I mm-hmm. thought it was perfect. And I think it, it emphasizes what we have been saying for forever. That people have been super frustrated and angry with the way that his character has been booked. Mm-hmm. And the way that it affects a product. But, like, at the end of the day, nobody hates Joe Anoi. Like, no, nobody hates that guy. No. And, you know, right once the curtain kind of came down and he's not playing the character, he's telling us about this real-life tragedy. Nobody was like, fuck this guy. Like, everybody is immediately like shit this really sucks we hope you get better yeah and i i heard a question or saw a question on twitter that i hadn't really thought about and it goes across all sports and it was like has any athlete had to step down like roman did from a non-sports related injury like this and not many people could think of much like because you had your stone colds and edges right where spinal stenosis took them down at the top of their game but right, that's like a Daniel sports Bryan with concussions like but yeah, all three of those mm-hmm. were injuries related to their profession it was like this was one like has anyone been brought down by something like this while at the top of their game like yes you have your retired athletes that all of a sudden will come down with a disease like this but like mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy to think that like yeah he he's one of the first that like at the epitome of his talent like got taken down by this horrible disease now not taken down permanently i believe oh, that maybe he'll Who fight knows? this off yeah uh i hope he can fight this off uh i give him my best wishes but yeah it was a really heartbreaking moment yeah really really sad shit to see and just you know it kind of really brings like all of it back to reality there for a second right there's Oh yeah, like we get so caught up in the the story of it and what's going on with it, but then you know there's also are they the pushing him and yeah right, but then it's like oh yeah, this is actually just a dude who's trying to do his job, 
Yeah, he's got two girls at home that he's trying to provide for, and yeah, yeah. yeah now he's too sick to do his job. Yeah, now it's, it sucks. I mean, from from another kind of like I guess pragmatic standpoint, um, you know, hoping he comes through this and all that. Like, if he comes back, he'll probably be way more goddamn over than he ever has been. Dude, that would return is going to be fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, one of the loudest return pops I've ever heard was Triple H coming back at Madison Square Garden after he tore his quad the first time, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was nuts. This is going to be even bigger. Because, I mean, the hype-up videos of this guy is coming back after beating cancer. Like, I can't even imagine that. Yeah, that's that's going to be really insane if it works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah. Prayers go to Roman Reigns. Wishes go to Roman Reigns. The family. Good thoughts. Like, good karma. Yeah. Everything that we can throw his way. Definitely. All that shit. Hopefully the guy comes out on the other side of it, you know. Yeah. Shit. But the show must go on, right? Yes. He even said it. It's true. He even said it. Uh, the show must go on. And actually, the shows have gone on in some very interesting ways. Uh, you know, Vince McMahon is very married to the idea of just pushing forward and like, we're doing Crown Jewel. Fuck Oof. it. Man, uh, yeah. you and I were discussing this before we started recording, and yeah. it was one thing I forgot to bring up in that time is they even had their investors call today, I believe it was, and even investors were asking about, like, are you definitely still doing this Crown Jewel event? Like, why? Like, mm-hmm. all these questions. And Vince was steadfastly like, nope, look at our statement. And the statement was, we're still doing the event. Other American companies are still doing business with Saudi Arabia, so we're still doing business with Saudi Arabia. Oh my gosh, that is such a petty explanation, too. It's like, well, other people are doing it. Yeah. So and we're like, going to do it. I would much rather, I don't know about you, but I would much rather them just come out and be like, hey guys, we're going to get a shit ton of money from this. So that's why we're still doing it. <laughs> I, get, I guess. Like, I would love that honestly, too, but... The- but it, it comes down to the bottom dollar, right? Like, I think Vince is trying to weigh how much money would I lose from the backlash slash sponsors being angry at me if I do it versus if I blow the whole Saudi Arabia deal. Like, I'd imagine if he doesn't do this show, then that it would, I would assume the Saudi Arabia deal is just gone. Either gone or they would charge the big, hey, give the money back from the first show or something like that. They could probably pull that Maybe. kind of crap. But yeah, like I, who knows what that fucking contract looks like. It's um, so WWE like predicted it was basically like they were going to have over a million dollar profit for this year alone. Just and they say it's from the Saudi Arabia deal. Yeah, so I think I think that's why he's still so gung ho. It's just they're, they're paying him so much goddamn money. And like, I guess from like a business standpoint, it's a lot easier to manage one guy who's paying you a shitload of money versus like a whole bunch of people who are paying you smaller amounts of money and they have yes. more conflicting interests. You like know? if if one guy comes up to you and goes, I'm going to give you a billion dollars to do this one thing. Right. Or w- multiple things over multiple years. Cause it's like a 10 mm-hmm. year deal or something like that. Yep. Or, Oh, there's these 20 investors that are each going to give you $10,000. Like, right. Yeah. It's, it's very, very different. And yeah, I, it, like it's it's gross, but it makes sense from like his perspective, right? Because mm-hmm. 
yeah, that's that's always concern about how I would really hope that, you know, maybe more of the wrestlers like Daniel Bryan and John Cena, who are kind of against this, will be able to stand up and just sort of force his hand. Yeah, interesting thing that, like, Daniel Bryan, I could totally see being against this, right? Like, oh, yeah. seeing how this guy's like in interviews and Total Divas and stuff like that. You see uh, how much of a good person he is. John's Cena, very interesting, right? Well, I think Cena's been talking to more Hollywood folks, right? Like, he's, mm. I think he's starting to change a little bit. I think he's starting to think about his non-WWE persona. That You know what? That, too, actually. Even more importantly, you hit the nail on the head. The fact that he's more involved with Hollywood, he wants to make sure that he's not associated with this fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Not that he, I think it's less that he cares about the actual ramifications of it, just the fact that like, oh, well, this is going to hurt my movie career. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know what? I bet that fucking John Oliver segment is probably what did it. That probably yeah. brought him some negative publicity and they were like, shit, man, like you can't go over Cause... there and do this. Especially now they fucking killed a journalist. You super can't do this. Not a, like killed a journalist, tried to cover it up horribly. <laughs> they didn't even do a good job. <laughs> like, so they went, no, he left the embassy. And it's like, no, we're watching the security camera footage. He did not leave. Like, they're not even competent bad guys. Don't they, they never watch are, wrestling? Right? Don't they know how to be heels? <laughs> when the, the ref's not looking, that's when you do the stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I, I think you're right. I think you, in return, hit the nail on the head of, of the John Oliver segment. Because out of all the segments, like Trevor Noah, I know, mentioned WWE, but only mentioned that, like the company. Uh, I believe either Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel, one of those two guys, or maybe both, also mentioned WWE going. But Oliver's the only one that specifically called out a wrestler and called out John Cena. Yeah, and then he showed so, like that clip too, where Cena was just like, mm-hmm. "Oh, and the amazing progressive great kingdom of Saudi Arabia." Yeah, it's like, and then boom, like Oliver went, go. "Nope, here's why they're not progressive." <laughs> like, it's like, "Oh yeah, now we're gonna make you eat those words." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, fuck it, they they should because it's it from a logistic standpoint. It's so disgusting the fact that the, he's even considering it, right? Because like these guys are supposed to be independent contractors. And even if they weren't, even if they weren't, even if they were complete employees, why can't he just have the the forethought to just think about that? Like, look, whatever Khashoggi said against Saudi Arabia that's upsetting to him, I guarantee you, you could take just like a random assortment of those wrestlers, like WWE characters. They have probably said and done way worse shit in the eyes of a Saudi Arabian crazy man than whatever Khashoggi did. So they oh, probably yeah. have just as much justification to grab and lock up and kill these people. Like, it's crazy. I mean, the they, the entire company. I mean, they they employ women, like that alone. <laughs> yeah, that's like, and the fact like this wasn't. I I, I, you know, I actually gave this a bad characterization. This wasn't even just some random Saudi Arabian crazy guy killing some people. This was an orchestrated kidnapping and murdering. Yeah. Like, 15 guys were flown into Turkey, arrived at the embassy, went in, killed this man, mm-hmm. dismembered the body, and then tried to hide it away. Yeah, it's like, even if there's like a 1% chance that that sort of shit could happen to you and your people, you don't go. Yeah. You don't go. 
Now, what's really going to be interesting is, so right now they're not saying the word Saudi Arabia on their broadcast, right? They're just saying Crown Jewel. And the other interesting thing will be if they push back against the Saudi government to not do those infomercials like they did last time. Hmm. You remember those commercials where they were just like, look how great Saudi Arabia is. Like It was like a tourist package or something. Exactly. So I'm interested it was like the, to see the Cologne brothers with the Puerto Rico gimmick. Yeah. Come to the sandy beaches of Puerto Rico. Come to the sandy beaches of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> where you can get killed. <laughs> where you can die. <laughs> oh my god. Uh... Yeah, no, they they need to not do this show. It's, mm. You know what? Just fucking move it, right? If you still need to have the the World Cup, which is also a fucking joke, because it's literally seven Americans and one Mexican mm. in the World Cup. And I love how I wonder like, if Vince went. Oh, the Americans didn't make the World Cup this year. We're gonna have our own World Cup. It, it's also. So goddamn stupid from the perspective. They're trying to push it so hard of like, oh, well, if you mean it, it means you're the best in the world. And it's like, what does the WWE world title mean then? Yeah. And also, look at other sports. The NFL tries to say, oh, yeah, we're world champions. No, you're just in America. Shut up. You you play a couple games in England and that's it. And then uh, Major League Baseball. Oh, we have the World Series. No, you have one team in Canada and all the rest in America. Like, <laughs> That's the whole world, Joe. Oh, yeah, I forgot no about the America. The world. Yes. Only the West matters. <laughs> mm, but before we go into the other things that really do matter, because clearly the, the point of this show is we got to get to Evolution and Ultima Lucha Quattro, but... Yes. Some things I want to discuss first is a couple other really big title changes out in the other parts of the world of wrestling. What? The, wait, there's other wrestling besides WWE? Shh, don't tell anybody. Okay. But over in Impact, Johnny Impact has become the champion. Yes. Oh, I and forgot Austin about this. And Aries just popped up, no sold it, and fucking <laughs> left. Starship pain does not really have pain. <laughs> it's, it just never works. Yeah. He needs to get a new finishing move, clearly. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard. Have you heard any updates on this of whether it's like legit or an actual work or anything like that? So from when I was looking into it, uh, like leading into the match and stuff like that, like beforehand, it mm. definitely seemed like it was a shoot. Or no, no, not a shoot, a work. Sorry. Oh, okay. got everything back. Like that they were trying to like do this like, oh, man, we're going to make it look like a shoot. And, you know, it's just a work. Because well, um, I saw the things with like uh, Aries tweeted about Taya, and then like had to take the tweets down or something like that. Yeah, it it seems to me. I think if I can put together some of the pieces, my best guess is Austin Aries is uh, an angry fucking dude, mm -hmm. and was mad with Impact, was mad with whatever situation was going on. Uh, his contract was about to be up, and he. You know, I guess I think he agreed to just sort of play into his own frustrations for the angle to help it have that legitimate feeling. And that right once the match was over and his contractual obligations were over to impact, he said, I don't give a shit anymore. And now I'm just going to like, you know, take a shit in the mouth of the whole thing. And that's why gotcha. he popped up afterwards and no sold it and then walked out. Gotcha. That's that's what it seems like to me was that it was a work 
through and through, but he is uh, such a dickhead that <laughs> that he can't even let it like just finish the match. Like he had to pop up, just be like, "Well, all right, I'm done with Impact, so I'm not going to sell this." Well, it's been interesting that uh, uh, Jim Cornette has come out and been like, "See, told you, he's an asshole." <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I'm trying. Were there a whole lot of people that doubted that Austin Aries was an asshole? Uh, I, I think people always thought like, "Oh, well, Cornette doesn't like the new guys, so he doesn't know what he's talking about," and like Cornette. Gives the story of like, and don't don't get me wrong. I think Cornette's wrong on a lot of things. Like he has a bad opinion of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and all that stuff. But he did run multiple wrestling organizations, so he he has experience in this field mm-hmm. of when they were really trying to turn Ring of Honor around. Austin Aries was their highest paid guy, and would mm-hmm. sit there and just sit around the locker room going, "They don't know what they're doing. They're ruining the company." Da 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 da. And Cornette, like, finally got fed up with it, and him and, uh, oh, who is it, Delirious, who was the booker, and then uh, the owner of Ring of Honor at the time, uh, no, not Sinclair, uh, yeah, I forget, the owner of Ring of Honor at the time, basically went, fuck it, we don't want this guy ruining everyone else in the locker room, so we're going to fire him. And so it was just like, well, yeah, because you don't want a guy sitting in there when, like, you're trying to make changes to a company. You don't want a guy sitting there going like, "Oh, new people suck." Blah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that's very true. You really can't have somebody like poisoning the locker room like that. Like, it's poisoning. Important. That's the exact word I was looking for. Yeah, and yeah, it seems like he was just kind of a, a toxic sort of influence on it. And I don't. It, it seems like hopefully maybe things will get better. It seems like I haven't really watched very much Impact. I at least watched like this match between uh, Impact and Aries. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like things with Impact are going in a better direction, at least. So I might try and watch a little bit more of it. Um, I think that every it's, so it's Don Callis and uh, Scott Diamore mm-hmm. that have taken it over. So Don Callis was um, Cyrus from ECW way back in the day, um, where basically Heyman hired him to play when they were having problems with TNN. Don Callis was the literal representation of the network. On the show mm. so like he was like the network representative so he would come out and they'd be like we're gonna have an extreme rules like anything goes match and he would come out and be like nope the network does not like this <laughs> like he was nope. that guy and it was it was a great fucking gimmick for him and like he was in wwe way back in the day um as oh fucking blanking on his character and Corey's if he listens to this he's gonna be yelling at <laughs> his phone or whatever he listens it on uh yeah oh the jackal that's what it was the jackal he plays that in the WWE he's like a cult leader so he's a great mm-hmm. fucking talker uh and yeah just understands the business really well Scott D. Moore is the guy that's responsible for remember when TNA like had the best women's division nope like I didn't watch it then oh well they had like Gail Kim and Awesome Kong and stuff and they were booking it really well. And it was, okay. this was while WWE had, like, Kelly Kelly and all. So it was like, well, who has the better women's division? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you couldn't get in a lot worse than WWE at that time. So, exactly. So, Scott Diamore was the one booking the women at the time. Okay. So, smart guy and stuff. They have taken it over, and I think they've done a great job with it. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to be definitely heading in a much better direction than it was for the last couple of years. Well, they started doing what everyone else was doing, which was they started making agreements with Ring of Honor, with 
uh, Lucha Underground. And mm-hmm. so that's why they have guys like Johnny Impact and they have the Lucha Brothers. Like, yep. So they, they're improving their TV with, and then they have homegrown guys. Like, so Austin Aries was one of them, but interested to see where that goes now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I'm also very interested to see too where, um, where things go with the NWA and the Bullet Club and things like that because, yes. uh, Cody Rhodes dropped the NWA title back to Nick Aldis in their rematch. Yeah, two out of three falls falls. match. Mm -hmm. Very much like his father, short title reigns. Mm -hmm. Now, my first thought hearing this was that they're just going to be trading this title back and forth. Do you see how that's going, or do you think this was a drop to take Cody completely out of the picture? Yes, I think it's that exactly. Because... Or at least I definitely do not see them passing it back and forth. Because I think that that would devalue the title a little bit if it was just like back and forth, back and forth. If they stop Mm -hmm. right now, it's fine. But all of a sudden, if Cody just wins it back, then it's like, all right, well, Cody should have just won the rematch if you're just going to flip-flop it like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like I think think that he dropped it um, for that. Because also the other thing that's a couple other things, like there's been things on being the elite. There've been a lot of hints, obviously. Uh, Things have been coming up with like, hints at triple h and nxt and in the last episode cody had like held up the stardust suit um but then another thing from booking perspective is that all of a sudden now cody rhodes is going to be defending the united states title the new japan uh, iwgp us title in a match against trent beretta i believe in Mm -hmm. november sometime Mm -hmm. so go ahead and drop that title so that he's not holding on to that at the end of the year. Okay. I I think that they're getting ready to leave. Mm. And I, I don't know whether that necessarily means WWE or not. But I also feel like I've seen far less things that they've been saying critically about WWE lately. Like ever since then. It's like a little so. indirect, yeah. Right. So I think that it's like, well, if they're going there, then they probably made some sort of agreement. that like, all right, you guys can't talk shit on us anymore. Like, yeah, you got to play within the company lines now. Because, like, you know, before they would you know, say stuff like, fuck the revival and all that sort of shit. So, I mean, even though that was a long time ago, but even just other criticism, like, you know, how Cody, I think it was um, when Deanna Parazzo was uh, left all in to go be part of the Mayon Classic. And then Cody said something along the lines of, like, hey, when you go to shake Triple H's hand, make sure that you, uh, like kneel down or something like that. Like, I think he likes to be taller. Or the pick. It was something like that. Like, he made some yeah. sort of snarky comment. And they have been saying shit like that lately, so I think it could happen. I could definitely see it. Mm. Although the question is, so this this would be what I'd want to get your opinion on. Do you A, do you think that any of them are going? And if so, who do you think would go and sign with WWE slash NXT? Or do you think any Ooh. of them would go to NXT? Because I, I could also see them all jumping the line and just go straight to the main roster. I've heard multiple of them say they like the NXT product. Mm-hmm. So I could see, like, the Young Bucks in NXT. I could see, like, the Young Bucks or and or Hangman Page. I could see them in NXT. I was going to say Page is the biggest one I could see in WWE. Just because he hasn't gotten that national spotlight, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, Cody's been in WWE. The Bucks were in TNA when it was at, like, its zenith, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, he's probably one of the ones that hasn't 
experience that spotlight. Right, and then also like you know, Young Bucks were a much bigger part of New Japan for a lot longer. Mm. Um, and then you know, Kenny Omega's got his whole stardom. What do you think about? Would you do you think Kenny Omega would go to? I think if the money was right, probably. Yeah, I mean he's he's he really has not talked that negatively overall. I think mostly it seems like he's just been kind of one of those guys where like he's such an artist that he just wants to be able to do his art. Yeah, and. I, don't know, I guess the other thing that kind of combines into this whole situation is that there have been a lot of rumors and reports talking about, um, especially the Bullet Club guys, but other folks in general, I guess, have been very frustrated with the changes in management in New Japan. So, so is this management or booking? Well, I think they feed into each other, right? Like, the management sort of dictates the booking. True. So, so like, if management's fucking up the booking and they're not being able to do what they want to do, then maybe they're like, well, fuck it. If we can't do what we want to do anyway, we might as well get paid a lot more to not do what we want to do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what their perspective was. But it just seems like from the amount of how vocal they were and how many hints they're dropping and how much less they're saying about things, that either they, in my estimation, they're either going to WWE or they're planning something really, really big and they're just trying to troll us all into thinking that we're they're going to WWE. Kind of like help maybe drum up some uh, interest into whatever it's going to be. Hmm. Like if say, for example, if they were going to start their own promotion. Yeah, possibly. Or like announced that something like that was going to be starting. Like I could see like, they're the kind of cheeky smart fucks that I like, I could see them being like, Hey, you know what? Let's try and make, get everybody to think that we're going to go to WWE. And then so we they, just come out with our own stuff. Right, exactly. So they they pay even more attention for our actual announcement. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That's their MO. Yep. So it'd be really interesting to see what goes happens going forward. But I don't know. The, the Cody dropping the NWA title out of nowhere, other than the fact that it feeds into the fact that like it's the Rhodes family thing, seems really suspicious to me. Because I thought he was going to hold on to that motherfucker for a while. Like, I I remember talking about it the first episode after he won it, right? We were like, oh, yeah, he's going to hold on to it and, like, challenge so many people. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to be the traveling champion like a Ric Flair. Nope. <laughs> Just for that little bit, and then he's done. <laughs> now it's already over. Ooh, but speaking of other things that are over, before we go into Evolution, because none of the men are going to be on this show, um, yeah. there will be no other excuse to talk about the Dean Ambrose heel turn. At oh, the end right. of the night after... Um... Man, there's been so much this week. It's not even funny. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Uh, what did you but, think yeah, about that? Crazy night to do it. But <clears throat> it's so hard to talk about. Like, I want to say it's like a smart move. But dealing with such a mm-hmm. real event with Roman, like, yeah. it, it was just... It was well done. <laughs> yes. I think the only thing that I don't think was well done about it was that I think it's really weird that it comes after they win the tag titles. Yes. Like, that seems like a very strange... So now is it going to be like, well, you guys have to defend the titles, and it was like <laughs> two guys that have, like, one guy attacked the other. Well, you know, I, I wonder, yeah, that is really going to be weird how that goes down, because I would imagine maybe it would go down in the way that, like, I think Ambrose is just going to say fuck it and say I don't care about the tag titles and just, like, throw his in the garbage, and then Seth will just, like, lose them in a handicap match to somebody. Um... 
either that or they get vacated automatically. I don't know. Maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't see them actually being in a match together for it again. The, I had heard, because I was trying to like figure out how this would make sense, and the best theory I had heard, uh, I think this is from WrestleTalk, so I got to give, give them a little credit. Their idea for how to spin this would be that, so Dean Ambrose, after you know, Roman retires, he's got the tag titles. What happened in his brain is that he is mad at Seth because he couldn't actually forgive Seth for when he destroyed the shield years and years ago because if he hadn't destroyed the shield, then they would have had so much more time together. Like from then all the way up until now, because now Roman's sick, there was really nothing you could ever do about that. But at least all the time up until then, they would have had together as the shield and like the winning the tag titles is like, I guess the symbol of them being together. That's, that's the best I can come up with for like, how the fuck does this incident make this thing occur? Yeah. The only other thing I can think of is that, like, if he's so insane and insecure that, like, oh, well, something good happened, it's only a matter of time until a bad thing happens, so I gotta do the bad thing first. Um, But, having said that, Dean turning on the night that Roman retired was very, very good. Genius. (laughs) Yeah. Because it got such a perfect heel reaction. Uh, And then my only other thing is gonna be uh, Renee on commentary. Hmm. Because they have acknowledged that the two of them are together. Yeah. And before when they've had him like do the slight heel. Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Like leanings or whatever. Like when he's teasing. Like it. teasing. That's the word. Um, they've had her say like, well, he hasn't talked to me in a while. or something like that. <laughs> But like he full on turned heel now and like. They can't have her just go everywhere like, oh, yeah, we're not talking right now. (laughs) It's like, well, you're married, so... That doesn't mean we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) So that's going to be an interesting thing to see how they uh, play that one out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're probably just going to drop that completely. Probably. They're just like, all right, well, Dean's a heel now. All right, well, Renee's a face, so they, they can't be... In a relationship. Stop mentioning it. People will forget. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bring it up and they won't remember. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We'll just pretend that never happened. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see Ambrose as a heel. Um, also, they turned like Elias face. So that'll be. Yes, that was a great. That goes. Crowd popped huge for that. Yeah. It'll be. I'm not sure how this is going to go yet, because I, I think that at least worked for tonight, or at least worked this week. Mm-hmm. But I think if they start, because WWE likes to really radically change their characters all of a sudden when they switch their alignments. So I think if all of a sudden Elias is now going to start acting like most WWE baby faces, he's going to get booed again, like immediately. So mm. they got to they gotta figure out how to not like fuck this up. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, Elias is not a, really a babyface character. Like, weirdly enough, he's become cheered in the same way that The Rock kind of got cheered. Like, half of it. 
when he was doing the heel stuff. Right, like just being so entertaining as just like a smarmy heel Your and making town fun sucks. of the crowd. And you oh my all god, suck. he's doing it in such a smart way. Oh my god, he told us to reset. <laughs> yeah, so I I think if, if they if he stops insulting the crowd, then it's gonna not work. So like he has to basically still act like a heel. Yeah. But then just do it again. But because heels. the fact yeah, but because the fact that he hit Baron with a yeah. guitar. Well, Baron, it's a good one, right? Because, like, he's the rock star, oh, and this is God. the authority figure, yeah. so, yeah. It writes itself. Well, and then, and then it was really well written with uh, Baron Corbin saying, like, get off the stage and mm-hmm. stuff like that, so. Yeah. Yeah, it was not bad. Um, let's see, I think that's most of the important stuff. Yeah? Our list of, like, 20 things to go over. There was just... There was a lot of stuff this week. Yeah. Because it's, like... I don't want to go over everything because there's just so many other shitty things that happen. But yeah, all right, fuck it. Ready for some predictions? Sure. Let's do it. So you want to start right. with Evolution or Ultima Lucha? Uh, let's go with Evolution because that one is technically up first on the twenty eighth. That is true. All right, so we've got. Uh, let's see. I assume the uh, six woman tag is going to open this one. Yes, at least that's listed at the bottom of the list on Wikipedia, so Mm -hmm. that's usually the starter. Okay, yeah, perfect. If you've got the the Wikipedia, yeah. Yeah, so we have Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia versus the Riotata squad of Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, and Ruby Riotata. Hmm, this this is a little bit hard. Um. I'm going to say the Riotata squad. Okay. And I see Banks and Bailey finally having their legit split. The legit split. Oh, man. That way. I, You know what? I'm going to go... Oh, shit. All right. How many other heels do I think are going to win tonight? <laughs> Only really one, maybe. This might be a good other spot to give a heel victory to. Uh, this is hard. This is hard. Um, what she said. I, uh, very good. Very good. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go with the Riot Squad because they've they've just like never won an important match, <laughs> and Evolution is gonna be like a more important than usual pay per view for the women because it's the women's pay per view. And like, if Bailey, Sasha, and Natty beat the Riot Squad, like, isn't that just it's an episode of Raw? Basically. But, like, it's also somewhat kind of the same, the opposite way. But if the Riot Squad beat them at Evolution, maybe that means a little bit more. I don't know. So I'll I'll, st- I'll go with that. I'll go with the Riot Squad cause, because Bailey, Sasha, and Natty winning means nothing. Mm-hmm. So, And I think they're trying to at least make this show mean something. Yeah. Even if they have no plans for the Riot Squad afterwards, like, nowhere to carry the momentum, maybe they'll just do it now. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, then we have the Women's Battle Royal, and right now, our contestants are Tamina, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Ember Moon, Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Asuka, Mandy Rose, Sonia Deville, Carmella, Lana, Naomi, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Alundra Blaze, Ivory, Kelly Kelly, Maria Canellis, Molly Holly, and Zelina Vega. Oh man, Alundra Blaze. <laughs> She's my favorite. Uh... I'm actually going to pick someone who is not listed in the Battle Royal. Oh. 
And this will feed into my predictions for another match. This will I'll go ahead and say this one as well. I think the winner of the battle royal is going to be Shayna Baszler. Ooh, interesting. And I think this is going to come after her losing her rematch to Kyrie Sane. Uh, so I think Kyrie Sane is going to retain the NXT title. Um, I was really thinking and hoping that from like a logistic standpoint, so hopefully this Wikipedia article is wrong, that to feed into my predictions, the NXT title has to happen before the Battle Royal. And then the Battle Royal will serve as a purpose of like, look, Baszler just lost this match against Sane, but now she's in this match and she's going to beat all these other women. So that it looks even more impressive because like, wow, like she beat all these other women and she just had this other match. So like look like we've built her we've put her down but we've also built her right back up immediately afterwards because she won this huge match even though she lost another and she just wrestled another big match because then I would really love as like a final visual you can have Baszler come out and like raise up Ronda's hand like after Ronda retains over Nikki because like who the fuck believes Nikki's winning this title and then Baszler can kind of like hint that like I think I want that title next. Like, not turn on Ronda yet. Like, not do a full Kevin Owens, I'm going to beat you down the first night I'm here. But, like, you know, just say, hey, Ronda, I want that. That would be interesting. But I think, mm, what do you think? That it's either going to be Nia Jax or Ember Moon. And I'm leaning towards Ember Moon. Oh, man, not even Asuka. She's not even the contention for you. Dude, oh, my God. She's teaming with fucking Naomi. She's nothing. <laughs> This is so sad. Ugh. Charlotte destroyed her career, and then I'm, Carmella. Buried you know her. what? You know what? They probably don't care about her enough that Kelly Kelly is going to eliminate. Oh her. my god! If Kelly Kelly eliminates Oscar, I'm turning it off. <laughs> Holy gosh, that would be the worst. All right, so you, Ember Moon mm-hmm. or Nia Jax? Because I could I could see Nia Jax Ember too, Moon. but but yeah, I I would definitely go with Ember Moon too. I think this would be a good solid win to give her. Yeah. Because they don't have to win the championship off of this. No. They they won the Battle Royal in the first women's pay-per-view, so. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Uh, all right, so what do we got next? Trish Stratus and Lita, who should never cut promos again, <laughs> against Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Oh, I guess the question here is, is Alexa, Alexa Bliss even going to be in this match? Yeah, up in the air. But I think no matter what, I think Trish and Lita take this by pinning Mickey. Mm, okay, I can see that. Yeah, I I definitely agree that like no matter what, I think Trish and Lita win. Um, but like looking at this card and the fact that Alexa Bliss is like up in the air, if I were in charge of this shit, I think a way better thing to do to switch this card up is like fuck the whole Mickey James situation. Why not have Lita and Trish versus Bailey and Sasha? Oh, that would have been someone better. Wouldn't that be a way fun? That's a straight-up dream so, tag team match. I will admit that I think the moment Trish and Mickey get in the ring, the crowd's going to go huge because they are actually in the same arena. They had WrestleMania mm-hmm. where Trish and Mickey faced off. Oh, well, that is kind of legit then. <laughs> I was Because I was about to counter and be like, man, people are going to get excited, but they've seen that shit. But then I was like, or, oh, well, I'm that's, sorry. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool reliving of history. Um, I don't think it was that same arena, but it was in the same city as mm-hmm. Raw recently or something like that, where they had the two face-off. But yeah. Okay. But yeah, still, man, I, that'd be 
a much better dish. I wish that they I think were smart they're gonna, to do that. Yeah, I, I they won't. That moment does not oversee the fact that a Sasha Banks and Bailey and Trish and Lita would have been because it, it plays into each other so well. Like Trish and Lita mm-hmm. were rivals for a little bit, and then now we're a tag team, and then same thing with Sasha and Bailey. So, well, you know what? They should just keep Lita and Trish around for one more match after this, and they can oh, they should go for Bailey sure. and Sasha. Because I mean. Lita probably, I think Lita's been training down at the Performance Center. But, like, Trish had to, like, come out of full-on retirement for this. And granted, she's probably in shape because she does that stratisfaction uh, yoga. But, uh, yeah, like, I'm sure she doesn't want to train just for one match, so. Yogi, here you go. Because they still haven't announced the women's tag titles yet, right? How about you build up to, like, the first ever women's tag titles match? (laughs) And it is between Trish and Lita and then Bailey and Sasha that would to crown so the first ever women's tag team champions. That would be amazing. That would be fucking sweet. Book it, WWE. Book it. That was the second best idea I heard this week. The first idea was uh, my nephew's birthday is coming up. <laughs> and Aaron and I were trying to decide what to get him. Mm-hmm. And we saw a commercial for the Fisher-Price toy, the Roctopus. The Roctopus? Where it's an octopus with a... Like, the eight arms or whatever. Uh-huh. And so they can put pods in each arm and create musical sounds. And so depending okay. on the order that you put these pods in, you can oh. create like music. Hence Rocktopus. Yeah. Great fucking toy. We looked That's it up so online. Cool. It's like $50. And I was like, mm, I can spend that on my nephew and not feel guilty. Yeah. Um, but then Aaron came up with a much better idea, which was Nerf gun. Hmm. Yes, Nerf gun. I, literally, when she suggested that, I did the same exact thing. I was like, oh! <laughs> so then you could get another Nerf gun, and you could, like, shoot each other. Mm-hmm. Or I was going to say, you, really, you still I'm have your Nerf on... guns? What's that? You still have your Nerf guns? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. They've been used multiple times since college. <laughs> <Not sure. laughs> when my friends get together for the Cardboard Classic, where we go to the Poconos for the weekend... There's beer and Nerf guns. It does not end well a lot of times. Oh, God. But, um, yeah, really, I'm just looking forward to him shooting my sister and brother-in-law. Yes. That's good. Train him young. Yes. All right. So, on to the next match. Yes. Yes. We have the finals to the 2018 May Young Classic. It is Iro Shirai Mm -hmm. versus Tony Storm. This is also a really, really hard one to pick. Um, I'm leaning towards Tony Storm. Okay. For two reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE's racism. <laughs> in the fact yes. that they had a Japanese woman win it last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they I don't think they want another Asian to win. True. <laughs> and two, True. Tony Storm has been a pushed character, especially for the upcoming NXT UK. Uh, show which she was promoted on before so I feel like they might push her to win it you're right I I agree I was a little bit torn but you've you've swayed me to your side I, I agree and I'm going to add an additional reason to yours as to why uh. Storm should win too um, because to get to the finals here she had to beat Mako Satomura and if you beat Mako Satomura I'm going to be fucking pissed if you then lose like <laughs> That's bullshit. Um, but like, I don't know, that same compelling argument is like, well, but like maybe that's a big enough win that then she can lose after this. 
Because, like, all right, if this whole thing were happening in New Japan, Tony Storm would absolutely be losing. Because it would be this perfect, like, progressional story of, like, last year she made it to the Final Four. This year she made it to the Final Two. And then next year Tony Storm would win. Yeah. But this is WWE. So Tony Storm will win. Because she, you know, can speak much better English than Io Shirai. So she can cut mm-hmm. a much better promo afterwards. Um, I think that that test... Could you, did you see the um, last... A uh, bit of the May Young Classic with the uh, semifinals. I saw clips. I didn't watch the whole show. Okay. Well, the most important thing was just that afterwards, after both of their wins, um, Storm and Shirai cut promos. Okay. And Storm's was like really good, really heartfelt. Shirai's was like, she said some things and the crowd cheered. Um, so I think that that was a little bit of a test. And I think that that combined with, like you said, uh, their racism of not wanting to have Japanese girls win back to back. Let's have Storm win. And also, I think it could feed a little bit better into what I would, because I want Storm, right, she's going over to NXT UK. I want Shirai and Sane to feud immediately after this mm-hmm. for the NXT women's title. But I also want Shirai to be a heel. Um, so I think that her losing the Mae Young Classic Finals could be a really great feel for that heel turn eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that she needs to turn heel in the tournament. I think that she'll turn heel a little bit later, but that she can cite the loss in the Mayon Classic as one of her many reasons why she turned heel eventually. Like, the frustration of, like, you know, I came into this company, I thought I was going to win this tournament, I fucking lost in the finals, and then, like, so that happened, and then this happened, and then fuck it. Like... I really want Io Shirai to be a heel <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I could gotcha. see it in her. She'd be so good. But yeah, I'll go with you. I'll, I think Storm wins us. Okay. Next up, we have the NXT Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. We have Kyrie Sane, uh, the 2017 May Young Classic winner, yep. going up against Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. And I think both of us are probably going to agree on this, that Kyrie wins. Yep, yep. I had, as I had mentioned before, I think Sane is going to retain, and uh, yeah. you're on board too? Yep, I think Shayna, I don't think she wins the uh, Battle Royal, mm-hmm. but I think she definitely moves up to the main roster imminently. Yeah, because I was, I was trying to think about, like, if, if Shayna Baszler were to get this title, I think then uh, you'd be kind of struggling to find the person to eventually then beat her. Because, like, with her title reign that she had, she didn't have it for that long, but the time, the time that she had, I thought, was very dominant. Oh, yeah. Like, she really went through a lot of the people down there. So I think you'd, it'd be very hard-pressed to find correct competition. So I yeah, think whereas she, Kyrie, it's a little easier to put someone like Bianca up against her or something like that. Right. So Throw Bianca up there. You could do Nikki Cross again. You have mm-hmm. Io Shirai coming in, who's the perfect rival for her. Like, because like, uh, Nikki Cross, you've already done the match with Baszler, so... Right, it's exactly. a new matchup. So, yep. So yeah, it's it's time for Baszler to go up, uh, and I think it's perfect timing too. You have Survivor Series coming up. I'm sure they're probably going to do like a Team Ronda match against either like mm-hmm. Team Bella or Team Stephanie or something like that. So now here's the other thing I'm I'm kind of wondering, and this this might be skipping ahead a little bit because I assume Ronda Rousey and Bella is the uh, main event post on Wikipedia. Uh, yes. All right, let's talk about that one first, because that, that match is going to be way less good than Lynch versus Flair. Gotcha. So that's that's the real main event. Yeah. So let's save the real main event. So I, what would be kind of cool for Baszler, if she's not going to do the Battle Royal thing, because I do think that that is a very big stretch. I don't know if that's going to happen. That's very uh-huh. much fantasy booking on my perspective. Um, 
But I think it's definitely possible that she could come out to ringside alongside Ronda or come out later to counter Brie Bella. As like, oh, well, you've got someone in your corner. Well, so do I now. I think I think it's come out later. I think you have Ronda come out. You have Nikki come out with Brie. Yep. I think you have Brie starting to do heel stuff. The crowd getting pissed at the Bellas for that. And then you have the pop of Shayna Baszler coming out. Yep, and then just, like, destroy... You know what? She should just kick Brie Bella in the face one time and give her a concussion. <laughs> and then kick her again. <laughs> but she's and down. then I think... What do you think about this? So then you have people like Kelly Kelly and all coming back into the company for this uh, Battle Royal, right? Mm-hmm. What if you have the Bellas coming up with Survivor Series, have them bring up their generation of divas? And then no. Rhonda says, well, I've got the new generation. So then she has Shane on her side and then the two other horsewomen that have been down in NXT. Bring them up even just for Survivor Series and have the four on four Survivor Series match. Because um, I don't want a Survivor Series match where half of the people in it are complete garbage. But so who would you team up with like the Bellas then at that point? Because I, I was thinking of. I, I would have the Bellas be done after this. Gotcha. They can go home. Uh, but if if I was forced, like if you're saying, like if I had a gun to my head and like the Bellas are going to be on that shit, so you got to make it work. Yeah. Um. Then I would team them up with. Let's, all right. So, what brand are they technically on? They're on Raw. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because Brie was technically crossing brands when she was appearing with Dan O'Brien. Okay, because like, yeah, if if I could dip into SmackDown, like maybe I would like team them up with the Absolution Girls. Like maybe that wouldn't be, I don't know, but that's not that great either. <sighs> no, but you can't bring back Kelly Kelly. That's that's a step way too far backwards. To then like put her in another because like Battle Royals bad enough. But at least I hope she that, runs she the ropes like, in the battle. <laughs> but at least with that, she could just be thrown over in five seconds and then be gone. With the Survivor Series match, like at least she has to like take a move and get pinned or something. I don't know. That's so bad. I really hope that's not where they're going with this shit. Uh, but yeah, Ronda wins this, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's if if Bella if <laughs> Brie Bella wins this. That would be fucking hilarious. And abysmal. Yeah, no, Rousey's going to Because as much as they love the Bellas, like, Rousey's definitely a big-time player. Actually, you know what? In a lot of ways, I'm super grateful for Ronda Rousey because she has enough clout that she can just overshadow the Bella clout. When, like, WWE's, t- like, tempted to be like, oh, well, we've got these really good women's wrestlers on our roster. Like, we've got Sasha here. We've got Bailey here. We've got all these things, but like, hey, but we've got the Bellas, so let's use them instead. Uh, uh, no. The torture. The audio is the worst part. At least the visuals were good. Had to be done. Yeah, it had to be done. You completely threw me off my groove. I can't even remember my point anymore. It's all right. It doesn't matter. Last match. Becky Lynch, the Irish last kicker, going up against Charlotte Flair in the first ever last woman standing match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh, boy. 
I think the stipulation is going to play to Lynch's favor, though. Uh, yes. So I think I think everyone's going to think that Charlotte comes out of this because it's the first women's pay per view and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. one, it's not the main event, and two, you're right. The rules play into Lynch's favor. Because, like, similarly to we've seen very recently with Ciampa and Gargano, like, she could, like, tie Charlotte up somehow and then, like, fall out of the ring apron or something. So then, even though she was down in the ring, she could then be on her feet technically, like, outside of the ring. Uh-huh. Like, something like that. Like, you can pull some bullshit like that and win. So, I think that... And, and plus, too, like, leading up to that, with it being last woman standing, like, it's technically a no disqualification, right? Right? Uh, right. Yes. So then she could just like hit Charlotte with chairs and throw oh, her yeah. tables. Like you can do whatever the fuck you want. So she could yep. do like all sorts of crazy shit beforehand. Although speaking of really crazy shit, so uh, are you, are you taking Lynch as well? You said. Yes. Oh boy. All right. So I am at a interesting disadvantage coming out of Evolution because we've agreed on every single match except for the Battle Royal. In mm-hmm. which I've picked Shayna Baszler, who's not even in the Battle Royal. <laughs> so, I might be at a disadvantage going into Ultima Lucha. However, before uh, we get into I the... think you have the advantage in Ultima Lucha, though, so... I probably do have the advantage in Ultima Lucha, though. Um, however, one thing that happened in uh, Lucha Underground this week going into it that was really insane and great. Um, they had a spot, it was a seven-way match to crown the new Gift of the Gods champion. And Aerostar got on top of a giant forklift mm-hmm. and Drago came out and Drago had like a hard hat on and stuff like that with like holes for his horns to go through. Nice. And he was uh, ordering the crane to go higher and higher. So then Aerostar was like suspended, like really high up in the air off of a crane and then jumped off of that on top of a couple of guys. Wow. Yeah. Like you see everything in Ultima Lucha or in Lucha Underground. Like it's crazy. Murder. Construction. Exactly. Destruction and construction. Everything. Mm-hmm. The whole cycle is complete. Um, but now we go into Ultima Lucha Quattro. The fourth installment of this insanity. And um, we're going to do some predictions. Uh, we've not looked up spoilers because technically this is an event that happened uh, quite a while ago. Um, so the, the results are out there somewhere. Uh, but we haven't looked for it. But I have not looked it up uh, because it it's way more fun to watch. I've I've learned over the years of wrestling, it's far more interesting and far more engaging to watch the wrestling. Usually, when you don't know what happens, mm-hmm. um, so that's why I generally for the wrestling that I care about, I don't look up ahead of time. For like yeah. Raw, I usually look up some stuff ahead of time because it's like, all right, how much of this do I actually want to watch or not? Because <laughs> with Raw, it's like such a low percentage sometimes. Um, yeah. Anyway. And plus, this is two shows split up, so makes it nice and digestible. Yes. Very nice. All right, so first. <clears throat> first up, we have the Reptile Tribe, made up of Cobra Moon, Daga, and Jeremiah Snake. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the champion, Trios Champions going up against the Rabbit Tribe, made up of the White Rabbit, Paul London, and El Bunny. Uh, versus Ivelisse, Exolicious, and Sammy Guerva. And this is for a trios elimination match for the Lucha Underground Trios Championship. 
This one is really just kind of hard to pick, mostly because there's not a lot of a strong story going on with this at the moment. Uh-huh. Because a lot of the stories are not very well connected. Uh, like, the Reptile Tribe for most of the season was feuding with, like, the Worldwide Underground. So yeah. So they're just kind of still the champions. And then um, they're just like, oh shit, yeah, we have to defend the titles. Right, and then, like, the Rabbit Tribe's just coming in now, and they've introduced the, like, the White Bunny and, uh, yeah, the White Rabbit and El Bunny. Uh, and then, like, Exolicious and Sammy Guevara, it's, like, a new team-up with Ivelisse, and they've got a little bit of a storyline going on where uh, Sammy Guevara actually works for Infamous Inc., and mm. Famous B was trying to get him to not be in this tag, te- tag team or in this match because he said that he works for him exclusively, so he's not allowed to join a tag team unless he okays it. Mm. And Sammy ended up, like, kicking him and, like, throwing him out. So he's like, fuck you, I'm not honoring my contract or whatever. So I think this could kind of come back around at some point and, like, some of the other inf- infamous Inc. guys might sort of fuck them over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's probably going to be the Rabbit Tribe that wins this because they're, they're the newest group. They've got, like, a little bit more of something to prove. Um, the Thrown Together has much more of a reason to lose and the reptile tribe have like had had the titles for most of the season. So I think they'll just want to switch it. So I am going to say that Ivelisse, Exolicious and Sammy win this. Okay. So you're going to go for like the unlikely trio 2.0. Exactly. Because, uh, I love the team up of like Exolicious with anybody. So I, I do really like Exolicious and Ivelisse together. Actually, they're really good. I like mm. them. Uh, then we have a singles match, and it it is an intergender match. It's Taya versus Ricky Mundo. Taya. Yeah. <laughs> She's just going to go ape shit on his ass, I think. Like, yeah. I think he'll get, like, one or two spots, obviously. Like, he'll try to turn the momentum with a heel spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but then eventually she's just... This is going to be the uh, the women empowering spot in this season. Yeah. Where, like, you ruined my wedding, this... so now I'm going to fucking kill you. And there's no other women on the card, so, yeah. Yeah, other than Ivelisse, like, she's... <laughs> this is the only woman that's on the card. Yeah. So, yeah, Taya. Uh, then we have a mask versus mask match with Killshot going up against Son of Havoc. I'm going to go with Son of Havoc on this. Okay. Because Matt Cross has a character outside of his mask. Mm-hmm. So, I think him losing it isn't that big of a deal, whereas Killshot is, like, a legit luchador <laughs> so so you mean you think killshot wins killshot wins yes okay where son gotcha. and son of havoc loses his mask yeah okay because then he can just come back as like matt cross or whatever name yep i i agree for almost every single reason uh because th- it also think feeds into killshot's character like if he kind of like kills off son of havoc and then yeah son then of he- havoc is really over with the crowd and it's not because he's son of havoc i think it's just because he's a good performer yes so he could just come back yeah either as matt cross and I think, or as a new I think, character like the literature ground audience i think is a very smart audience so they know it's matt cross yeah which i think i think definitely helps him so yeah definitely yeah and, and it, there'd be a lot more rebuilding to do and it would fuck over kill shots character a lot more i think if he lost yeah so yeah um Yes, and then we have a two out of three falls match with yep. El Dragon Azteca versus Phoenix. I think Azteca is going to win this one. I feel like... Uh, I feel like the younger up-and-comer... 
Yep, because I, I tell you, I think it's going to be like a you know they get to one match apiece or one uh, fall apiece, and then Melissa Santos, of course, is going to come down and get involved. And I think that finally, like either Phoenix remembers enough because it could be kind of that perspective too that it's not just like a straight like Azteca overcomes him and defeats him, but like maybe there's almost a little bit of hope because Phoenix has been like Dark Phoenix for a while, mm-hmm. and so maybe if like Melissa help like gets through to him or something then i you know it could this would be totally weird but like maybe he just like fucking is like all right well i, I don't even want to do that match anymore like i'm not evil somehow um mm. but it probably wouldn't be that maybe it would just be like enough to distract him and then he loses um but yeah i don't know i'm just i'm kind of feeling that azteca wins this one especially yeah. because like phoenix has kind of already gotten the one up on him like he was the one that cost him the gift of the god's title <laughs> so like azteca kind of needs something i think and i guess i'm also i'm also making this decision from the idea that like azteca i think gains a lot more from this win i don't really think that phoenix gains a lot by beating dragon azteca so Hmm. i'm gonna go with phoenix on this just to differ okay (laughs) i mean phoenix is definitely the much bigger star um, so like there's that to consider, especially if they wanted to keep him like a heel going forward, then this would be like a really good, strong win for him. Like, especially if, like, if they don't have plans for Al, Al Dragon Azteca, like Phoenix could just kill him here. And that would be like a good, good story going forward, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it depends a lot on how, what they want to do with these guys. <laughs> but All right. What do we got next? Uh, up next, we have Deathmatch. The Mac versus Mil Muertes. Poor Mac. I was uh, I was thinking about this a little bit earlier, actually. And uh, interesting statistic. I think you might want to know about this before we go in. Mm-hmm. Mil Muertes is undefeated at Ultima Lucha. In- oh, I was gonna, uh, so well, I'm, so I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that he stays undefeated because he beat Puma the first time. He beat Cuerno in season two. And then in season three, he beat uh, Crane and, Ca- and Cage. So I don't think that Mac is going to be the first guy that beats Middle to Malucha. Yeah, um, I can also see Middle is winning just because the Mac seems to be expanding outside of Lucha Underground mm-hmm. at this point. Um, he won the national title. Yes, that's right. Yeah, the 70th anniversary show. I think he has appeared also for like Impact and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, so, yeah, I can see, like, Mill killing him, and then maybe the Mac, like, goes around to other places for a while, and then comes back to Lucha Underground at some point, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. If he comes back, or this could even be, like, them writing the Mac off. Or, like, this might yeah, be exactly. Because, yeah, like, if, I, like, you're saying, kind of expanding the door out, open. Like, yeah. Because, yeah, with, also with Death and Lucha Underground, like, that's just kind of like, well, either you could be dead or you could be, like, coming back more powerful than ever. Yeah, it's such ever. a 50-50 so, shot. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe it's better for him to just lose here because then either way. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, if, if you're kind of going out and you're not coming back, then you could just be dead like Rick. Uh, but if you come back, then maybe you're, like, way more powerful than ever. Yeah. It's weird how, like, Death is, like, a weird uh, plot device in this series. <laughs> exactly. Uh, then we have a sacrifice to the gods match. Johnny Mundo sacrifice versus Matanza Cueto. Well, 
I am sticking with my homeboy, and I'm going to give you an extra reason why. Because on Ultimo, or on Lucha Underground this week, uh, Mundo got himself a secret weapon. And see, what is that? While he was training on the rooftop like a total G, uh, Aerostar appeared out of nowhere and started telling him that of course. he was like, hey, look, you, know, you helped us out before, so we want to help you out now. And he was like, who are you talking about, we? And all of a sudden, down from the skies, Drago appears. And Drago and Aerostar give Johnny Mundo the gift or the gauntlet of the gods, which they say is powerful enough to kill a god, which is important because Matanza is a god now. Uh, and so Johnny Mundo gets the gauntlet of the gods and like does a bunch of like punches with it and stuff like that, and his abs are now lightning. Uh, so he's like truly a super saiyan now. <laughs> And he seemed really excited about it. literally lightning. He was, like, starting to become kind of overcome with the power. And he's like, I never want to take this thing off. Uh, so I think maybe he's going to use the gauntlet to kill Matanza. Interesting. Because I feel like if he was just going to lose, then they really wouldn't have needed to write this whole scene in. And they could have just kept the gauntlet for something else. But, like, now I think that in the match, he's going to all of a sudden have the gauntlet for some fucking reason. <laughs> and then beat Matanza with it. <laughs> And they needed to figure out why that worked, so that's why they made this scene happen. Gotcha. So, I think that Mundo is winning. Uh, also, outside sources, so Jeff Cobb, the guy that plays Matanza, mm-hmm. is now signed to Ring of Honor. So ah, that'd probably do it too. Yeah. So you're you're picking a Mundo as I'm well. I'm picking Mundo as well. All right. Uh, then we have our main event, and it is a Cerro Mediate. Miedo. Uh, no disqualification match for the Lucha, Ground, Lucha Underground Championship. Marty the Moth Martinez versus Pentagon Dark. Pentagon, Pentagon Dark. Because it would be a disgrace if <laughs> Marty the Moth is still the champion. After this after season. This. Yeah. Uh, like Him stealing it away from Pentagon was bad enough as it was, uh, but him getting his comeuppance here, then it's fine. Mm. Yeah, because it's like, all right, whatever. Like, we went through some shit, but now we're all right. Yeah. All right, so damn. All right, for the whole thing, we've got... I think we're only different on, like, two matches. Yeah. We've got the Battle Royal, and then on Ultima Lucha, we have uh, the two out of three falls match and the tag match. Okay. It all comes down to that. (laughs) Damn. All right. Thank you, Ultima Lucha, for happening at, like, the same weekend. Because, yeah, I was just looking at that evolution shit, and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to lose a title. <laughs> Don't worry, you would win it back right after that. That's true, because, uh, you know, in true Sasha Banks fashion, of course, you would drop it at the first <laughs> at first retention. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is this is the, a big weekend of wrestling. Yep. Man. You know what? I totally forgot one last one last thing to ask you about before we uh, sign off for this week. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And because yeah, next week we'll have well, actually, I don't know. Maybe we'll have a show next week. I guess it depends on if Crown Jewel happens. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> I guess we'll have to kind of see how that hap- uh, develops. But uh, yeah, like I was saying, the thing I want to ask you about was uh, we finally got revealed on NXT the truth of the Alistair Black attack. Oh right. And it was indeed Mr. Johnny Gargano. What are your thoughts yes. on this development? He's now heel because he wears a hoodie. 
He wears a hoodie now. <laughs> and he says sassy things and drops the mic. <laughs> I'm right here, he says. Yeah, what did, what did you think of the whole thing? Um, I, I liked it. I think it's going to give him a new coat of paint. And hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting because I... My, my implication, or not my implication, my, my thought on this was that uh, I think this is kind of the end of Johnny Gargano in NXT. Like, I think he's going to get a little big for his britches here and go back after Black, and then Black is going to take him out, and then Gargano's gone from NXT. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm really excited to see, like, what they do with him for this little bit of time. Yeah, because now he's just, like, balls to the wall, like, like what? What are you gonna do now that Alistair Black is after your ass? Like you've got to go on the offensive now. Yeah. Like you've got to just own up to what you've done and just, hey, I'm gonna fight as hard as I can to survive. Hmm. I don't know. It'll be interesting because I'm wondering how much if he's gonna try and either bother like explaining or apologizing for his actions, or if he's just gonna be like, "Yep, I did it. I'm a heel <laughs> now." Like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Okay. Yeah, you know, actually, this this is kind of interesting. Like, do you think that they're gonna? have him go heal with this or do you think I don't know oh I I think he definitely goes heal okay that's just so I feel like that's so risky because I I don't know I guess they could always just turn him back face right like they just do it with Big Show all the time (laughs) flip him back and forth like flapjack well yeah even this past week Big Show was just like just turned on the new day for no reason. Then just turned on the new day. He you know he was just so upset waiting for Dean to he- turn heel. He was like you know fuck it I'm gonna turn heel before Ambrose does. <laughs> I got this. I got this. Dean, look, I'll show you. It's this easy. But yeah, no, I, I can see it. You know what? Actually, it would, it would actually be really kind of cool to see um, Gargano kind of as a heel. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just in the same way that like, do you remember? When like Neville and Zayn had that feud with when Zayn won the title, where like Neville was just a feud, basically it's a heel basically for that feud, and then he was just a face again, because mm-hmm. he was just kind of like a certain version of himself that wasn't a hundred percent. Like it wasn't his King of the Cruiserweights heel gimmick later. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would maybe that's kind of the way they go because I, I don't know, I just don't even with him attacking Aleister Black, I don't buy Jargan, I don't buy Johnny Gargano as like an actual heel. I That's just don't true. buy it. So, like, I don't know. Maybe maybe that opinion will change. Because, hey, you know what? I I definitely never thought that I was going to buy Sami Zayn as a heel. But then all of a sudden, he blew my fucking tits out of the water <laughs> last year with that shit. Um, so that was really good. So I'm down to watch it. I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. I think that'll pretty much do it for us this week, yeah? Does it for us this week. We will get back to you guys next week with our results of our predictions and running down the Crown Jewel card where we'll defend the title again. Yeah. No matter where Crown Jewel is, whether it's in Saudi Arabia or somewhere else. I don't know. In another... You know what? Maybe... Maybe Crown Jewel has to be canceled because, like, Vince was about to violate the sacred laws of, like, you are about to bring back Shawn Michaels. How dare you? (laughs) He has to stay retired. It is sacred. 
<laughs> you cannot break that bond. Yes, there's of all the things you can do, you can just never bring back Shawn Michaels. <laughs> no, it's probably not that. Anyway, now it's really done for us. <laughs> uh, check us out next time and all the usual places. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will still be your champion forever because that's yeah, just no. how this show works. I'm going to win it and then lose it right away. So that's what's going to happen. <laughs> there you go. All right. Peace, everybody. See ya.